Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. When Can I Quit My Job? Episode 31. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? Hi, Liz. Hi. I'm here. How's it going? <laughs> I'm barely here. You're barely here. I, I am good. Good? Great. Awesome. It's, How uh, are you? I'm awesome as well. It's a beautiful day outside. We'll be going out there later. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. And But first. But first. First things first. It's, uh, it's another Monday morning episode of When Can I Quit My Job. Even that we're not recording on Monday. Yes. This is a beautiful <laughs> Saturday afternoon. <laughs> this is not live. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. So today... I just told you what we're talking about. Do you remember? It's like no, you didn't. I did. I mentioned it. I it's forgot. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> it's uh oh now I have to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you told me? I don't. I did. Okay. Oh yeah, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> that How applies almost, doesn't it? Wow, yeah. yeah. Ties right in. Ties right in, right in there. So you've heard okay. the, the phrase before, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. I suffer from it. Okay. Yes. So give My name is give Liz. Your <laughs> Squirrel. No, sorry. Uh, give, your, um, give your brief definition, if you don't mind. Well, okay, so if I could sum it up in one word, I'd say distracted. Okay, okay. So... Plugging along, something else gets your attention. Fair. So you, and then you pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah. So and you may or may not make a background to what you were. No, that's 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 fair. So that's that's your everyday definition. And yes, yeah, so I don't know if you remember, but Mark Podolsky references it in boot camp. He also references it on his podcast. Does that ring a bell to you? It doesn't, but it's a term that's thrown around so much. Mm -hmm. I don't I couldn't even tell you I feel like where I heard about it last almost like but yeah well, do tell yes so so I was going to ask a question but in describing how Mark Podolsky references it it's going to answer the question so maybe just for fun <laughs> this is a thing I do I just put you on the spot because it's fun but it's also like because I have these ideas and so you're kind of like an intermediary. You're more in the thick of things than maybe a lot of people who listen, but also mm -hmm. you're not in my head and like you haven't heard all the podcasts and things like that I've listened to. So it's kind of like you're kind of, you might speak to some of the people that listen to a little more than I do because I get in my own head and say things I think people already should know what I'm talking about and they don't. So, so I use you yes. as my guinea pig to kind of yes. draw people in. Okay. Is that shoot? Okay, so can you see how? Do, can you see a correlation? How uh, the shiny object syndrome applies to our business, and what Mark, without remembering what Mark Podolsky, uh, who does our land business model, that's who we got our land business model from. Um, can you see the correlation and how it would apply to our business? Um. So I mean, 
Yeah, I I could come up with a lot of ways. I don't know if it would be the way he's talking about, but I could. So what he says first off, what he says is, don't get shiny objects syndrome. Right. Well, so, yeah, that's yeah. a general rule. So it's a, it's a negative. It's yeah, a negative it's a thing. negative. So I think like the first things that kind of pop into my head, which might be a little bit of a repeat from an episode before, which was the ready fire aim. So part of okay. so what what I'm thinking of is how you can think that you're supposed to do things a certain way and then end up just not getting anything done, like okay. a website. So in a previous mm. episode, we talked about like, or like I think in that episode, I talked about a logo. Like yeah. you might think, oh, I need to go create a logo for my right. business, which not that okay. it's like right or wrong, but for us, it actually isn't pertinent and we still don't have a logo. So back when we recorded right. that episode, we didn't have a logo for our mm -hmm. business. And we still don't. So that's yeah. where, I mean, we didn't let all of these other, like, less important details distract us from getting our work done and you right. quitting your job to do it full time. So that's just one example that popped into my head. Okay. Um, another might be just um, juggling too much stuff. So, like, like we talk... I. I remember him talking about people who might want to focus in a lot of different counties and you just don't need to do that. Like it might okay. be like, so for our particular business model, we only focus in a couple counties. Like we could only focus in one if we want until yeah. we're like done working that county. So you're saying like someone who's just kind of bored from a county, just getting another county because it's like, ooh, like the grass is greener kind of thing. That or even just starting out not wanting to do that and just because it, it probably yeah. feels in a way it does feel a little counterintuitive like why would i just do one county when right i should do five counties yeah. right um so and that's not that's like long term maybe long term shiny object syndrome yeah <laughs> um sure anyway so I don't want to belabor this with like other no. little examples but well yeah do you so have I a, just another specific yeah so he so that's n not really what he's saying when he's saying it but those are good points for sure so you're gonna say it and i'm gonna be like oh yeah yeah so yeah and we maybe we can circle back to the multiple counties thing because that's a, that is a really good point but so what he says so he's also talking to at boot camp and on his podcast it's kind of i guess on his podcast so okay so he has a podcast I'll, I'll link to called the art of passive income and, and so every other episode is talking to somebody who has some sort of uh, passive income model and he always says his is the best and he always like tries to convince that like as a joke like like i've got the best passive income model right like for business and then he puts a caveat on in there sometimes or he used to anyway that um okay maybe life insurance is but Ours is the second best, but, but my point being that on his podcast, he's in some way recruiting people to his business because he has some products that help people in the business, like the toolkit that I've mentioned and, and the boot camp. So in some, in some way, his podcast is to bring in new people to sell his products uh, who aren't already in the industry. And then the boot camp is basically who are people who are new in the industry are thinking about making the leap are like on the cusp of going into the industry and those types of people in particular 
are entrepreneurial and they're kind of because it's such a, a niche industry they're probably it's probably not the only industry they're looking into and so his point when he says don't get shiny object syndrome is if you're gonna do the land business do the land business and don't be don't get a, a month into it and be like ooh uh, ATM business or you know oh storage facilities like if you're gonna do the land business do the land business and that goes with any anything you try to go into do do the thing first like nail it get one thing down and then you can maybe think about branching out yeah so the other word that kept coming to mind which would be the opposite i think is consistency which mm-hmm. is the key so i think we've talked about that quite a bit that right. or focus uh, or yeah there's a lot yes, of words yes so yeah. both of those i think are the only way we make it work and we've seen the success we have seen but i think without being consistent we wouldn't have seen it like if we didn't decide to focus on it there's no way and so people who maybe don't get the immediate satisfaction i'm sure might oh yeah have their eyes out looking for other opportunities that maybe are quicker or Mm -hmm. i don't know um, that's not what this or is. Or maybe yeah. sound more fun because we talk about how this is notoriously not a sexy business. It's not like right. there's not TV shows like how there are like flipping houses and yeah. all of that. <laughs> um, so in that a lot of ways, when you're actually in the nitty gritty, it's not glamorous. It's it's not like. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which none of that. Which to me was a draw because it's like, I mean, so, so competition you're is fine, but like keeping a small niche industry it's never gonna blow up and be just like this huge industry like is one of the real draws to me like there's just so much land we'll never right we're never gonna run out right so yeah so i'm just yeah i was just chiming in because yeah that's what i was thinking of as you were giving this example um yeah because even in the very like how we're drawn visually to things as people in this day and age and and things that are like glamorous and sexy and fun and colorful and all of that mm-hmm. the people that are on the edge and maybe jump in a little bit and then see how in some ways it might be a little lackluster like literally the shiny object yeah might be another business that is just like all right seems more fun and lively and might be cooler for your cooler, facebook friends yeah. like to tell like people put it on your linkedin put it on social media yeah whatever yeah, because, yeah, when I describe what I do to people, it's usually, like, one or two sentences and then a confused look by the other person, and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. You know, maybe in the future when we're more successful and living, you know, maybe above our means where we are now a little bit or something, you know, and we're running with different sorts of people, which could happen over time, whatever. But, like, maybe at that point when I tell people what I, what I do they'll be more interested because I'll be talking to more like-minded type people right and things like that. right but you know if you go to a, whatever any just like basic social function and I almost I'm almost hesitant to like when people say what do you do like I don't want to say real estate because that's not I mean it is what I do but it's I usually I haven't even come up with a good party answer for it it's just I just tell them I buy and sell land yeah land and, investing maybe that sounds yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I'm a land investor. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the fancy way to put it. That's what I think of myself as because it is, it is an investment, but. Yeah. 
Well, this is, um, I don't know if you have more, but I have a question for you. Or Shoot. So I feel like this is a topical thing for us because okay. I think we, we both suffer, for, not, maybe not suffer, we both encounter a shiny mm-hmm. object syndrome. So like even today you were talking to somebody about maybe getting into Luke. business with yeah yeah well i'm um, gonna get into that i'm gonna get into you that. are okay so then and the other thing was your your other hobby hey guys i just want to take a quick second and share with you a new project i just put together this is a compilation of angry voicemails set to some epic music i think you'll enjoy the sample i think you'll enjoy the full thing even more yeah i received some sort of a purchase agreement you sent us an offer for $450? You guys sent me a fucking thing about my property. Looks like a scam. We will sell this land when we are good and ready to sell this land. So I'm pretty proud of this project. At the time I told Liz it was the greatest thing I've ever done. You'll definitely want to hear the full version on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Um, yeah, I was going to get into both those things. That's part of it because good. That's, that's been consuming I, some of my time. I Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is maybe a way for you to have a more productive shiny object syndrome yeah. or outcome from it, whatever I'm trying yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, without further ado, I guess you can talk about okay. that a little bit. Okay, well, so one of the things that you're referring to is... Uh, for my birthday this year, <laughs> I get... Why well, is this so funny? It's funny? Well, it's funny because I'm 39 years old and I get spending money for my dad for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best gift ever. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, he hates shopping and I like money. So it's a perfect, perfect, perfect marriage. And I have this principle that was instilled by my mom that when I get birthday money, I don't christmas or birthday money i don't spend it on things i need i spend it on things i want so it's like it's got to be like frivolous in some way so i can ask for like christmas gifts or something that we need i don't usually do that because we just buy whatever we need but so when i get money it's like okay like i start like i don't play video games hardly ever but like some like i have a gamecube if that gives you any idea which i think they stopped making games for it in like 2008 or something and i'm a i have been afraid to upgrade since then because i don't want to lose my life (laughs) because like games look so cool that if i started playing them i could just get addicted and i have that type of personality where i could spend hours and hours this is a sidetrack but so anyway like i would buy video games yeah and when i was when i was younger are tangents considered shiny objects kind of yeah (laughs) yeah a little bit but so when I was younger, I used to have like a sports card. Well, I've always had a sports card collection, but I used to actively collect cards when I was younger, like say maybe eight years old to 16 or something like that. So it's been quite a while. And I realized there was there was like a, a boom and a bust cycle in the card industry. I don't know if you're aware of that, but in basically no. around the turn of 2000. I'm not aware there was a a bust of the card market based on the overwhelming supply of them. So like after basically 1980, they started printing a lot more cards. And so the value of those were 
trending toward kind of what the 70s, 60s, and 50s were for a while before they realized that they had printed so many of these that the supply outreached the demand and basically they all crashed around the year 2000. So what I realized was I had these like these cards I always wanted when I was a kid and I could buy them for the same or less price that they were when they were a kid. So for my birthday, I bought a few cards, b- baseball and football cards. So like this is fast forward to your 39th birthday. 39th birthday. Yep. Yeah. And through that process, I was just looking at cards on there and I kind of got interested in them. And then like I, f- I found some, like when you are looking for a specific card, you see so many of them and you get an idea of what the market is for that card and how much it costs. And then you, if you find what I would call market inefficiency, which is like a card that has a lower price and you see how much it should be selling for, just like a little switch went off in my brain. I was like, huh, maybe what if I bought that card? And so since my birthday and little spurts here and there, I started buying some like sports memorabilia, just all cards really, um, rookies and autograph cards and things like that with the intention of reselling them at their market value. So I've been doing that and that, I guess it's been consuming a little bit of my time, but it's outside of work time because I have my work day set aside already. But so I've been doing that. I haven't really told hardly anybody about that, but. Ooh, yeah, I guess that's true. And this is all just for our listeners in case anybody cares. I know that it's all new to me because I know cards are collectible and can be valuable, but I have a one brother who's 10 years older than me and four sisters and <laughs> none of us collected cards. I mean, my brother might have, but because he was so much older than me, um, this is all like new territory. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then so the other thing I found was, so I, I generally collect cards from really from like 1980 to 1990 is the cards I remember from growing up and they don't have much value to them unless they're they're autographed or they're minor league cards so I found I found like these small niches within the area of where I used to collect that you can still get good value um, or you know have have a high value anyway Um, so there's kind of room for margins there to earn some profit so I've been doing that had a thought What's that? Which, again, it's like shiny object. object yeah. I feel like secretly, deep down, you want to own a little, like, collector's shop. Like, like do you remember when we watched, was it called Slobby's World? Yes, I do. Is that what it was? Yeah, Slobby's, Slobby's World. World on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I, feel, I don't know if it's, it's still on watch. Netflix, but yeah, it's, it's super fun. It's just one season about this guy who has this shop that's... Um, like a resale shop he finds things like collectible things yeah 80s super fun like i don't know if he had cards but like he'd have figurines he probably had cards like bootleg Mm -hmm. knockoff designer clothes uh jerseys Mm -hmm. and i'm like sitting here and you're talking about this i'm like this is actually what noah wants to do with his life (laughs) we'll like have the land thing going and eventually like that'll be great and successful and then we'll actually just have a shop and you're going to be this eccentric character like on Slobby's <laughs> World. <laughs> possible. Wearing gold I chains. I don't really like working retail, though. Well, so or know. or you would do the research. Like, we'd get, you know, a college kid to work the shop for us. And yeah, then maybe. 
It'll so. all be good. <laughs> I just like, I think you're just secretly like, don't fight it, Noah. I do you want like it. You love learning about that stuff. Yeah, I like the cards. I don't know about owning and running a retail shop, but. Don't fight it. <laughs> you want the shop so you can sell clothes. Yeah, anyway. I'd sell the vintage clothes. Mm-hmm. And then you would sell like the figurines and the sports stuff. and That would be like a his and hers kind of. The guys would have something to do while they're waiting for the women. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting shiny object syndrome here again. And then, okay, so I have that. It's not really a side business. I bought, I don't know, I probably bought 30 cards or something. And I've sold maybe three or four of them and made some profit. You know, maybe made 100 bucks off the ones I sold. But, I mean, I spent more than that. So, but I don't let it eat into our business time. And then, then I, uh, as Liz mentioned, I was on the phone with a guy named Luke that we met at the 10X conference today, and we're mulling around an idea of another business that we could create in the future. Future being the key, right? Because right. according to this episode, really yeah. we would not. Yeah, so I'm make breaking my own. a bunch of, of of quick steps towards this until you're a li- we're a little bit more right. S- I mean, is that what you're saying? Right. Or are you actually? Yeah, are you breaking the rule? Well, so I'm bending the rule. So he's done a lot of research already. He's he's put putting his time and energy into it, and I think I'll be at least at first at least. So what the business model is not to provide a shiny object to anybody who's looking at going into the land business, but you know, perhaps you're just here listening for ideas about cash flowing models. But so we had talked about at the 10 X conference about basically getting into the Airbnb industry on one level or another. And cause it's, it's really an expanding industry right now. And there's a lot of opportunity in it. And if you're smart and you know what you're doing and you do your research, it can be very lucrative. And so today on the phone, I was talking to Luke and he gave me a new model I hadn't heard of. And it's basically renting. You would rent a property instead of buying it. And into the contract would be written that you'd be able to to run Airbnb out of there. And basically, so you you would furnish the place by yourself and then uh, Luke lives close to a tourist town or he will be living close to a tourist town in Michigan where he would be able to do the maintenance the cleanup and all that kind of stuff and so he was following the model of a guy who had I think he said he started with $4,000 and after three years he's earning $2 million a year off of this business model so you don't have to worry about the, the volatility of the the housing market you don't have to worry about replacing a broken furnace or a roof or things like that and it's a really great business model as far as i can tell and so it could be something we get into in the future so yeah kind of going against the advice i'm giving right now but i will say you're not abandoning the land business i'm though. not it's nothing like that it's well, I asked him too. I asked him specifically, okay, like I love I love the idea. I think it's a great idea and we've been talking we've been keeping in contact since February. And so he ha- he's bringing the knowledge. He's going to be doing the hands-on work cuz he lives there. 
And so I was like, well, what, what value am I adding? Like, why, why do you even need me? And um, basically, it's for scalability reasons with, I mean, so basi- basically, I think I'll be a, a financial partner and maybe like a strategic planning type partner. And that might be about it to begin with. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to play a clip of our newest Patreon bonus content. The full length audio of this is about one minute long and it is not bleeped on our Patreon page. All you have to do is become a $5 a month patron uh, and you can listen to this uncensored. Man, f*** you cocksucking faggot motherfuckers. Why don't you motherfuckers eat shit and fucking die? How about that? Like I said, it's just a small clip. If you'd like to hear the part about finding us and feeding us the crocodiles, go over to Patreon. Now back to the show. But again, so we are going on, we're actually closing in on two years of doing our business now. And I told him it probably wouldn't be until about a year from now until I would be able to seriously go in on something like that. So it's not something I was seeking out personally. Like I was seeking out the relationship because that's that's important for me to build relationships with people who are trying to build cash flow for themselves and are thinking of different ways to kind of thinking of different ways to kind of become financially free and build cash flow over time. So that that is important. That is a part of our business is building those friendships and relationships. So he kind of came to me with the idea and we had talked about it here and there. So this is kind of fringy gray area of shiny object. But the point is we're not switching. It's not like, okay, land business done. Now we're doing Airbnb. No, like land business is what we do. I stay focused on that. That's the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning. It's the last thing I think of when I go to bed at night. Like, what am I doing tomorrow? And, you know, I've got my hours laid out for me of when I'm working and I spend that time. You know, occasionally I'll do some stuff for the podcast or something, but. So, and when I was looking into doing the land business, I did, I literally did look into like the ATM business. I literally called somebody, left a message, talked to him on the phone. Like I was looking at all these different business models, but since we found the land business and since we've actually started, like after we bought the toolkit, we learned what it was and we actually started mailing. Like that's the plan. We're not, we're not deviating. I'm not, if I look for other things, it might be for our excess cash flow to go toward but it's not a replacement it's not it's not instead of it's it would be in addition to right yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean we've also talked about like turnkey no um, i know we've and we've talked about that on this podcast yeah so that would be with our like excess money that we don't like we have so much money we can't put it all into the business all at once kind of thing this also makes me think of what you talked about. So on our cruise that we went on on vacation, we talked a lot about IBC to, uh, to the people in our group. Yeah. And one of the things that you said, which rings true here, mm-hmm. like is so with how the plans are set up, once that's kind of a successful one, you create another. Right. But you wait until you kind of have your main one and you get that going. Oh, okay. I see what so you're So then saying. Yeah. what do you do? Like, and how you compare it to a bank. Well, what does a successful bank do? Opens up another bank. Right. Right. So to kind of compare, I feel like this is our first bank is the land business. Mm-hmm. So once that's successful, the idea is that we would have another bank. <laughs> we right. We create another one, which might be this Airbnb. Right. 
Is that and so accurate? Is that a kind of kind of? There is a distinction though because the uh, uh, a, tr- a truer parallel would be your bank is so successful that you open up a restaurant because right because it's uh, not yeah, the yeah, same yeah. business model. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So right. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're finding our footing. We're becoming successful and profitable in our land business. You can't make a second land business because what's the point? Yes. So if we can find right. another yes. way. Thank you for pointing out my flaws. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pointing out flaws. I am making distinctions. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And so if I can piggyback off someone else's brain who's done the research for me, you know, even if I'm not a 50-50 partner or whatever. So the way we're going to do this, at least initially on this just one phone call where we kind of started having a little more solid plans is we will create one LLC for our first property. So you can create an LLC for every property if you want to do it that way, um, which is how we would set out to start. So we'd find one property that we're going to rent out. We create an LLC whose sole purpose is making that rental property an Airbnb joint and we would split the profits not 50 50 but some sort of percentage and if that works well then we can talk to each other and say hey let's get a second one in that town or in a different town that's that's what we're thinking right now it's got a lot of time to develop it's not going to happen anytime soon but we're going to be talking about it on occasion so feel free to steal that business model if it sounds fun to you (laughs) i don't know it kind of reminded me uh ty lopez said something kind of about Something similar to that, anyway. At, yeah. At 10x, if you remember, we had talked about that. Yeah. The, no, I know. The whole Are you asking me? Spurred from. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I know. Okay. Well, not everybody remembers everything. Okay. So I'm making sure you remember. I remember everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, do you have any takeaways? Main uh, for the episode? Yeah. Um. Well, I I think the main theme is you want to stay focused in something yeah. for a while, work work on that before you would move yeah. on to something else. So I guess I'm trying to think if if tunnel vision is truly the advice. I mean, you kind of have um, to be you still have to be op- like especially if you're networking with other people who are doing things like you have to at least what are you thinking? Well, I I don't think tunnel vision is the advice. I I think yeah. there might be a distinction between focus and tunnel vision. Yes, and that's what I'm saying too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like I it's 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 intense focus on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, you have to have priorities in your life. So, our my priority right now is our land business. So it's like yeah. that's my intense focus. So it doesn't mean you're not open to opportunity if it comes up right and i think you have to have a certain amount of i think being adaptable and being nimble are maybe what we're looking for yeah well okay so i think that we're afforded something really great by our land business because i know it works i believe it works and i know it works that i can have huge discretion about any other kind of opportunity I see because I'm like I don't really need it 
Like an opportunity has to really jump off the page for me to be to even consider it. Mm-hmm. So because I have something that's that's working, I believe in it. I think I can do it for the rest of my life if I choose. Then any other opportunity that comes in, I'm not I'm not desperate to chase after it. It's like it's got to it's got to prove itself to me before I spend any amount of time on it. So yeah, I think that makes sense. I've got I've got the hand. Yeah, the upper that hand in this yeah, relationship. You do. You do. So yeah, and I imagine like the the thing I'm doing with the cards is fun. You know, it's not something I'm probably going to continue for any long amount of time. It's just it's kind of a fun hobby that can make me some money, whatever. Um, but the Airbnb thing, like that's that's a legitimate business opportunity that I think could grow. And if it's done right, there's a possibility it could replace land business at some point in the future. But that's not my intention going into it. It's I don't need it to. It's it's a way for me to build an additional income stream and test the waters and see how Luke and I would work together as business partners and you know build trust and see what kind of doors open to us if we do that. So kind of the opposite of the whole point of this episode <laughs> but gray area there's gray there's area. A gray area. So yeah, you use your discretion. But I will say this, I will say this, and this, um, we had this discussion right at the beginning of our business. You um, and I? Yeah. Might have been, so when you told me you were doing your own thing, it wasn't, I didn't give you the best response. And part of the reason is because I didn't want your attention to be split. Um, because if, if this were in our first six months of our land business, I probably wouldn't be considering doing this airbnb thing but because we have it somewhat established we're we're earning money we're selling property we're the business is working and starting to be able to sustain itself now it's okay for me to start letting some things into my purview and decide if it's going to be worth it or not so and that's not just to harp on you or anything but you know what i'm saying like timing matters a lot yeah like so yeah if if you're still learning if you're still learning the industry you're in, like we're still learning, we're we're still learning. But I mean, if you're like at the baby steps part of a business, then you really maybe that is when you need tunnel vision. You know, till till you start, you know, you can kind of take it as it comes. But yeah, for that first month when you're deciding, like, okay, when you when you take that step, when you make that LLC, and you're like, this is what our LLC is going to be doing. We you know we you start actually shelling out money to like for, for our industry like purchase land and things like that okay it's time to hunker down be serious it's, it's not time to start looking at other opportunities so i think timing is a big important part of it yes <laughs> so you agree yeah i agree i i think it all i know you're we're laughing about how it seems like this is contradictory these points that we're trying to make but yeah it's not but i think really. it makes sense yeah yeah and so i mean i i don't have anything else really to add i think okay. we're, so i i think we've made the point i think we're good okay that's why <laughs> so why i'm sell baseball cards yes <laughs> get into as many industries as possible yes all at once no don't no don't, don't do that don't do that that's opposite day stuff Anyway. Yeah, um, so 
Have a great week. Yeah. Everyone. Kill it. Uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.